Ice Ice Baby. South Korean military on the double. Queen Yuna is back. Hey, this is Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. For the next seven weeks, we'll be covering the Olympics, Korean culture, and some things like where to visit, what to eat, and how to stay warm. And when are the Olympics? We're talking about February 9th through the 25th, 2018. This year, guys, it's so close. My name is Carmen. And I'm Heidi. And uh, if you've been listening to our previous podcast, you may know a little bit about us. We lived in South Korea for about a year and a half. We taught English there. And I liked to be there because it's like a history time. It's one of those times where there's two countries, North and South Korea. They're separate. And if they ever come together, that would be amazing. But right now, they're not. So I wanted to be in that tension. I do want to say because they've been separated 30 years, North Koreans and South Koreans speak very differently. It's like going to the Yankees and then going down to the redneck parts of the United States. They speak different. They have different accents. And surprisingly, there are a lot of English words in South Korean Korean language because of the uh, military, which North Koreans may not be exposed to. So that's something to think about. Yeah. So I don't know where you guys are listening from, but in this neck of the woods, it's getting cold. Super cold. It's getting cold up where you are. You're, you're at. I'm freezing. We've been uh, like in the 30s, 30s Fahrenheit. Pretty bad. No, oh, the 30s. Well, when I woke up yesterday, it was eight. Fahrenheit or Celsius? Uh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> are you serious? Okay, yeah, mine's, we're going to be going down to eight, four, sorry, 14 degrees uh, tomorrow. So, wow. Yeah, it's getting cold. But, you know, we're not alone. We're not the only ones getting cold because apparently Korea is very cold right now, which I already knew Korea gets cold. But tell me about it, Heidi. Tell me about it. (laughs) When you have to get a North Face parka just to walk to work. (laughs) Sub degrees. But... It is. It's getting very, very cold in our Olympic city of Pyeongchang. And some people are speculating that it's going to be kind of a threat for the Winter Olympics because just recently there was a concert held at the Pyeongchang Olympic Stadium, which happens to be like an open air theater. And six people were treated for hypothermia. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. And not only that, it said like people were huddling in the bathroom to try to stay warm and to stay out of (laughs) the wind chill. I'm sorry. Those those concerts, we we went to several concerts in Korea and mind you, they're using their Olympic fields and buildings appropriately, uh, unlike the Chinese in Beijing. But the handball court, gymnasts court, we've been there numerous times for concerts and those bathrooms, they're not warm. I don't remember that, Heidi, but they're not heated. No, they're not. So they're speculating that it's going to be a, an issue for the athletes, you know, because you don't want them getting sick. Yeah. But um, this article from AOL also said that in that like Pyeongchang happens to be one of the coldest regions of South Korea anyways. But the temperature in February is often like it just stays in the single digits of Fahrenheit. Wow. So like it's already cold, but then you're going to have 
a lot more cold, I guess it's going to be. A lot more cold. <laughs> it just doesn't seem... Colder. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem exciting to me. But it's too late for them to build a roof on the stadium, and it's too expensive to install mm. heat. So I guess you're... If you're going, you better get some hot packs to stick in your pockets. Yeah. And water, hot maybe water a bottle? ski mask. I mean, we went ice fishing. That's how cold it gets. Ice fishing weather. Yes. Which Carmen's not going to tell you this, but I'm fabulous at ice fishing. I know you are. I felt such a wimp because we went ice fishing and I did. I, I was able to catch one, one fish. And then I felt so sad for it. Yeah, you're only allowed to catch like three. I was so sad to catch it that I was, Heidi was like stomping over to me. And she's like, give me your net or what is it? Your hook. Give me your hook. Yeah, it's like a little, like a fly, it's like a fly swatter with a string and a hook on it. <laughs> so Heidi was like, give me your hook. You go stand over there and I'll get our money's worth. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but you're glad I did because as soon as we got out of there with our three fish, well, six fish, because you had three, I had three. I know. We walked them right Great on math. over to that little Ajima and she cooked them up for us real nice. They were tasty. I know. We traded our fish for cooked fish. And ajimas, if you don't know much about Korean dramas or culture, ajimas is uh, a word for older lady, uh, which can be respectful or not respectful. And then ajushi is for an older gentleman. Just just so you know, ajimas are very demanding. They're like your your grandmother, but 10 times demanding. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the cold weather I was surprised the first Winter Olympics that I watched was Torino in Italy, 2006, and they had issues with the mountains. And I think I've seen Vancouver have some issues. And then, of course, Sochi, Russia, the last Winter Olympics, had the opposite effect. It was too south that things were just melting, like, nonstop. So the Sochi Olympics actually, like, reached into the 50s and the 60s. So they're, they're saying, like, it's going to be totally different in Pyeongchang. You know, it's not going to be 50, 60-degree Winter Olympics. It's going to be, like, yeah, two, four degrees, you know. So you got to come prepared with a lot of hot heating pads, hot drinks, hot foods, blankets, you know, and really pack on that heat tech. That we talked about one other thing that's really cool in Korea at a little kiosk is that you know you have your regular like cooling station where you have like your lattes frappuccinos whatever from Starbucks or I can't think of some of the other brands that they have over there but they have them cold right well they have the same type of little case for heated drinks so they just take them from the hot, cold place and heat them up so you step into the store and you're like I want a hot drink for two bucks, you got your hot drink in the little heating box or something. Do you remember those, Heidi? Yeah, they were kind of like an herbal medicine kind of. It's not really medicine, but maybe like a vitamin thing. And they kept them nice and warm. Yeah, so you could do medicine and the coffee. They had both. They're ready for it's you. It's true. It was very nice. Hot chocolate, too. Sometimes I miss. Oh, my gosh. I want one. <laughs> oh, you're making me hungry. Sometimes I miss our um, convenience store man that worked beneath our store. He was a little sweet oh my man. Goodness. They're amazing. All right. So we 
read another AOL article. I guess we've been reading all kinds of AOL articles. They have a slideshow of some of the anti-terrorist protocols that they're doing. So they're getting their military ready. This is a depressing episode. We're talking about cold, cold weather. And then now we're segueing into I know, uh, and now- military drills. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So just to let you know about South Korea, South Koreans men go into a two-year service with the military as their duties to their country. And if you don't want to be a part of that, no problem. You just can't come into the country until you're 35. Is that the age? It's like a big gap. I knew it was over. Like it was it was over 30, like 30 or over. Yeah. That means if there's a funeral, if there's a wedding, you can't come into the country because then you'll just be enlisted. You have this honor to do two years of military service. So we saw a lot of that and we did see a lot of cops one time. Do you remember when we were in Jongro on that cafe and all of a sudden, yeah, Colcom, it's not there anymore, is it? It was a learning center, not that branch. Uh, So Colcom, you have like a partner and you can speak English and they'll teach you Korean and it's a fun partnership. But this whole bus came up into like this major intersection Area And then it was like a flood of trained officers or it was like trainees. Do you remember that? 200 police officers in SWAT gear running down the street. And then all of a sudden, one time I was coming out of the subway and out of nowhere, there was like at least a dozen or more with barricades around the subway like stops. And yeah, that was military. That was military. Yeah, it's it's insane. So they're always on guard. They're always ready. Uh, there's some other protocols that I've heard about. But anyways, they're doing these these drills. Not only that they're doing really great, sophisticated drills. We also would have drills in the subway. So the subway system had these drills. And do you remember what they look like, Heidi? The subway drills? Well, I guess we personally didn't do drills. We watched them on the TVs. But they were pretty gruesome. I do remember like one day in class we're teaching and all of a sudden the alarms start sounding outside. Oh my gosh, yes. It was like the first time the English teachers had heard it. And so we're like all freaking out. But all of the students are just sitting there still doing their work. And none of the (laughs) Korean teachers are freaking out. And we're all like, these are air raid sirens. Why is no one moving? They're like, oh, it happens all the time. No big deal. It wasn't bad. They were just testing the alarm system. It's kind of like a tornado system, but for other reasons, obviously. And it's always scheduled. So everybody knows that, okay, on this day, this is what's going to happen. But on the subway, they also have these videos of like, if the subway train crashes, what do you do? And there's like these places where you can get these masks. But I always laughed at the holding place where the masks were and the first aid kits were because there would be like maybe no, like five masks. <laughs> and if you've ever seen any videos of people going to work at rush hour in a subway, you are crammed in that car. Yeah, there's like 200 people in one car. It's ridiculous. And some of them link, I think maybe 20 cars per subway. Some of the like line five and line two, those are pretty heavily used and line five subway is five basements like five stories below i miss the subway i i love the subway it was so great so korea is great this is all to protect you but we're just 
putting this out there that they're doing their best to protect the people that are going to be visiting and the athletes that are coming to represent their country. So we're excited exactly. about that. There's been um, several people concerned, like country leaders, I know, especially like France sports administrator was worried about it, about the safety of their athletes. And they want to make sure it's secured because Pyeongchang is only 60 miles from the North Korean border. So I know a lot of countries are probably hearing everything about Kim Jong-un and freaking out that, oh my goodness, we're only going to be 60 miles from there. They really do have a great handle on their security. The U.S. is an ally with South Korea, so I would not be surprised if the U.S. stepped in too. There is this region, and we can talk about it more in detail because our podcast has already just gotten real dark <laughs> all of a sudden. Man, we need some light at the end of this tunnel. I know. The demilitarized zone, DMZ, is a region between North and South Korea, which is on the 30th parallel. And it's like 150 miles long. And we can go over more about that. And it's it's a neat area. It's very intense. It's very intense. There is a divide between the two countries. So when we say there's 60 miles to the border, you still have 150 mile long territory between the two countries so here it is here's the light at the end of the tunnel drum roll please <laughs> kim yuna <laughs> kim yuna <laughs> who doesn't love kim yuna i love her she's the best <sighs> well i'll tell you right now every korean male loves her because that's all <laughs> i ever heard even from my young students we just love kim yuna she's so pretty and so her last name is Kim and her first name is Yuna. They switch their last and first names. So really in the Western world, it would be Yuna Kim. But she's a figure skater. And all my students wanted to be figure yeah, skaters. Yeah, she's a South Korean figure skater. And she's about 27 years old. So Kim Yuna is popular because she's the first Korean figure skater to win a medal at an ISU Junior or Senior Grand Prix event, also an ISU Championship, and the first figure skater, South Korean figure skater, to win a medal at Olympic Games. And she's received gold numerous times. Yeah, she has. And and not only is she the first South Korean figure skater to win all that, she's the first female skater to win um, several different awards. So she's very popular and she's very talented. And she just happens to be like one of the most highly recognized athletes and fig and media figures in South Korea. So everybody knows who she is. Lots of little girls are named after her. I had a student named after her. Really? You did? I Yuna? did. Yeah. Her name was actually Kim Yuna. <laughs> Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. Um, But she's often referred to as Queen Yuna across the world because she's awesome. But cool little fact, Carmen. Yes, tell me. That in the 2010 Olympic Winter Games, Kim Yuna was the highest paid athlete out of all of the Winter Olympic athletes in 2010. Are you serious? Yeah. I'd like to know how much that was. I just saw an article where she fell. I'm trying to figure out what year that was. Oh, 2009. Okay, never mind. Yeah, she fell the year before, like, 
2010 was really like her her big hit year and so I think it would it even it kind of helped her too because she had had an injury the year before and so she overcame that injury when I saw her for the first time I thought she was anorexic I know this sounds really weird all Koreans are that skinny you'd be surprised they're very thin when you go shopping in the subway which is where we shop because that's how much we could afford Yes, you shop underground. Those are the cheapest shops in the subway system. And everything is one size. Just putting that out there. If you ever want to buy any Asian clothes, it's one size. One size. uh... I do want to say that we've watched, obviously, several Korean dramas. And they make fun of the fact that a lot of these celebrities will do weird advertisements. And they poke fun of that. But Kim Yuna, even though she's an athlete, she's on the face of almost every single food item that you can think of. When you go to the grocery store, you'll see her face somewhere. If you see her on a poster, it's going to be at a kiosk. It's going to be on a billboard. It's going to be in a magazine. Just when you go to these smaller countries, you will see celebrities' faces are going to be plastered everywhere. I mean, it helps sells the food. Oh, yeah. But she also, like, you know, uh, promotes soju. So... <laughs> And she's a skater. Get your tickets. So if you like Kimuna, you could have a chance to see her as well because there's still tickets. There's still tickets to the Olympics available. They're still selling tickets. But according to Time magazine, the Winter Olympics isn't selling too well. They're facing an issue with selling those tickets. Dun, dun, dun. And even to the locals, like they're not as interested as they thought they would be in buying tickets. As of December 10th, which was a little while ago, they had only hit 55% of their sales target. I would have thought more. But like we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of concern about being so close to the North Korean border. And then as well, like the these cold spells that are coming. I liked Korea because everyone worked hard. That can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. So my thought is the reason why they're not selling well is because it's a weird time of year. Most people are just starting school. I think school starts from February to August and then August to February. Or that's how Hagwans, where we were at a private institute, that's how they operated. So if February is the start of the school year, I can imagine that students are not going to be purchasing tickets to go see Winter Olympics three hours away if they live in Seoul. And people have jobs. Sochi didn't do very good, too. They had a lot of empty, 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 empty seats. That's what's bad about broadcasting live is that if you have empty seats, then people can be depressed that not a lot of people are going to see these events. I know that at London, like they were sold out, but it's a great location to have the Summer Olympics. So Brazil didn't do well either. The su last Summer Olympics, I mean, you had the Zika virus. Zika. Zika. And Zika. Swimming, and swimming pools were green. I mean, it's obviously algae in the water. I just can't believe that they're just like, oh, no, it's, it's totally cool. Green is great. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. If you like these stories and you want to hear more about our adventures in South Korea, check us out at nextstopchannel.com. All I'm saying 
is if you stick Hugh Jackman's face on a food product, I'm probably buying it. Just probably. <laughs> oh, you can cut that out. <laughs> 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 uh.